0: Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Red Pill Your HealthCast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz, and here with Lauren Johnson, FNP. And we have the most unique episode to date tonight. And that is because we have our first guest. And I'm sure a lot of you are thinking it's gonna be a health type guest, some doctor, some this, some that, but we have a really unique person. And I wanna start off by saying that this is, I would say is uh, an irony because a lot of you know that if you follow my original Instagram account, that was shadow banned for talking about vaccines. Uh, on that account, <laughs> I turned I turned into my personal account and uh, more of my passions, which are a lot of times cars and other th- is comedians and comedy shows. And so I a few months ago was on YouTube, and it kept. Kept telling me to watch this guy, Nimesh Patel, all these YouTube shorts, and I started watching them. Thought he was hilarious, appreciated his comedy. And within two weeks, I get an email saying, Hey, Nimesh would like to come on your podcast. And my first thought was, Big Brother's watching. The thought police of Instagram and Facebook are spying on me. Uh, but then I thought to myself, You know, this is a sign. And I texted Lauren. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And, and, and we, we discussed it. Lawrence, like, I think it'd be a great uh, first guest. So tonight we have with us Nimesh Patel. Uh, I don't want to do you any uh, injustice. So Nimesh, tell people who you are, the basics of you, and we'll take it from there.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Nimesh Patel. I'm a stand-up comedian currently on tour. Uh, it's called the Pass and Loose Tour. I talk about it, a lot of stuff. And uh, I've been, I got the Pfizer vaccine three times (laughs) and I feel perfectly fine.
0: And if you guys could see his face right now, he's all deformed and all this stuff. You just can't see
1: that. I'm bleeding (laughs) out of my nose. but I'm alive and COVID free.
0: That's right. And and he's doing tours. So, um, okay. Nimesh, why did you want to come on our podcast? What are we talking about tonight?
1: Uh, You know, I... The idea of red pilling your health is a very interesting concept to me of uh, dramatically transforming your views on healthcare, uh, and your view of your own health and your view of the system. Uh, and while I am a card carrying, uh, uh, member of Blue Cross Blue Shield and the full, um, Vax Gang, uh, for life, uh, I do think there are, there are certain Parts of the healthcare that I've spoken about in my stand-up specials, thank you, China and Lucky Lefty, uh, that while I joke about them, are actually there's small nuggets of truth, and I've, I've definitely bothered a lot of uh, MDs and have definitely gained a lot of MD DMs with people being like, "Hey, man, you're right. It's just the system's fucked," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, that's the gist of uh, why I wanted to come on. You know, I've experienced the healthcare system as a patient multiple times, each time more fraught with uh, uh, hilarity and exposure to the system than the one before. But in through those experiences, I've uh, I've red pilled my own health in, in quite a few ways.
0: Okay, and so uh, Lauren, as we were talking about before we jumped on here, I'm really interested because of your background. And mm-hmm. what you what Lauren has seen, where she's come and then Nimesh, your uh, experiences. And so this is definitely something that uh, Lauren is way more um, has way more experience, because as we were talking, I don't use the healthcare system myself. And so mm-hmm. I have my thoughts on things which we'll get into. You obviously have used it for something pretty serious. And your experiences. And, and uh, if anyone has ever watched his stand up, you know that he has a lot of MDs in his family and that they're, you, you mentioned they're splits down the middle, right?
1: Six and counting, uh, uh, three, two women and uh, uh, four men. And then who, I'm not, that doesn't even count the uh, the cousins who have married other doctors. And so. you
0: would say at family parties, I think you were telling me at family parties, that uh, it's kind of split. Some people are more for nationalized healthcare. Some people are more uh, privatized.
1: I think uh, they are. They're six and oh when it comes to the sh- system needing a radical shift. Okay. Uh, uh, in terms of who's split between uh, privatization and a uh, uh, nationalization, it is funny to see that people, my, the, the hyper-specialized uh, doctors will argue for are in favor of privatization, but only because they think nationalization seems like an impossible task uh, mm-hmm. from a bureaucratic standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, from the lift of what it would require from Congress and the American people uh, in general. And then the... the Non-specialized people, the one that work are hospitalists and, uh, uh, internal medicine doctors believe in nationalization, but are also fatigued by the amount of effort it would take to achieve that. It feels like healthcare is so far gone in the, uh, private sector, private market that, uh, it's really, it's really hard to envision a, a remedy that would come in a timely manner before, you know, this uh, problem Becomes, you know, it's right now, healthcare is 20% of our GDP, um, and, uh, or 22% or something, something ridiculous. And prices have not shifted negatively or, or not gone up for the last, I don't know, X years. And it feels like we're going to hit a point where there's got to be a revolution. There's going to be people are going to be fucking, uh, uh, going crazy at hospitals and stuff. I'm not there, not already, but you know, it's, uh, It's a scary thing to look forward to.
0: And so I see Lauren's um, brain is starting to race a little bit. Lauren, what's on your mind right now? Before we get into what Nimesh is, what he went through, what his experience was, uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Lauren?
2: Well, we spend more than any, the most other countries, Um, Mm -hmm. but our outcomes are not any better. Even our like infant mortality rates are not good. Uh, We look at, and we look at, you know, even COVID outcomes. We look at chronic disease outcomes. We look at cancer outcomes. We have good innovation here. Like we rank high on innovation, but when you look at, like we, it's 12, this was of 2021, $12,914 health consumption expenditures per capita. And Mm -hmm. like you look at comparable countries and it goes down to 6,000. And there, we spend way more, but our outcomes are not any better where, and most of our citizens, I would say the majority of the adults are on some type of pharmaceutical where it's not necessarily like fixing the problem. It's more just continue, you know, it might help a little bit, but it's not fixing why the problem exists. Um, which I think a lot, you know, is what we talk about is like, why these, why do we need this pharmaceutical? What is causing that in the body? And so I look at, we're spending more, we're not getting the good outcomes. Um, but I also look at it from a nurse and I, I see what you're saying uh, Namesh about the riots, but it's also like, as a nurse standpoint, like the staffing is awful, the pay, the, it is, it is a very, it is very, very hard to see where there can be a solution in this because, and that's why I don't have a perfect solution for healthcare. I don't know who does. Is there, uh, is there
1: is there a nurses union?
2: There are in some states and some, but it's not like a national nurse union per se, no.
1: Oh, so there's no, I mean, but that's, that has to be like, that has to have had actively been blocked by some groups I would imagine. No,
2: there's, I mean, there's like, you know, the American nurses association, but that's not a union that doesn't stand up for my rights as a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. There is no, and there have, I think there have been some States that have unions within them um, or some hospital systems, but there, there is nothing that I'm aware of or in any hospital that I've worked in um, or have I ever been asked to be a part of a union or as a provider as a nurse practitioner. Um but it it's I mean and as a nurse practitioner too as a provider once you step over that line there's even more problems. Like that's when I really became disillusioned with the healthcare system was not as a bedside nurse. It was more even though the staffing was awful and there were different issues there, it was more as a provider your task to see at least three patients an hour and get, and you have to have all your charting done and you need to really get to the, you know, the issues, but you're, you have to be done in 15 minutes. Typically, um, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes per patient, and it's a very hard thing to do to really actually get after any issues. And so it is, there is, like, like I said, there's, there's different issues from, from different angles. Um, and there's no one solution that's going to, I think, fix this problem. I know that you said you have mentioned some find it. It's going to be a, a, a bureaucratic nightmare, which we already see that in other areas of the government with different things. Like it becomes this nightmare where it's like so much red tape and so many special interests that are going back and forth. But it's also a nightmare from actually like implementation and like how does that what is, how does that make sense? How does that affect the doctors and the nurses on the front lines? How does that affect their pay? How does that affect their productivity? Um, there's just so many factors. I don't I don't see the solution there. But I do. I mean, I, I ultimately have hope that, and that we that there can be improvement in what we're providing.
0: And and so <clears throat> Nimesh, talk about uh, what you went through what your experience was and why uh, basically how that shaped what your uh, opinions are views. And then we'll kind of take it from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, So I think in, uh, as I, as I detail in my first special, thank you, China. uh, And a little bit. And 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 before
0: you continue, what a great name. Like it's just right. When I saw that it just grabbed me on YouTube. I'm like, I need to listen to this dude.
1: Thank you. Yes, it was. uh, It's, A little tongue-in-cheek shout-out to our good friends of uh, Byte Dance, aka TikTok. Thank you uh, for helping distribute my uh, uh, comedy everywhere. But you know, like it's funny. I actually just posted the bit uh, on TikTok like uh, yesterday or two days ago um, about having an asthma attack. Now, a little inside the inside the studio, the you know, it's an amalgamation of a bunch of dance different things that happened to me. I went, I went to a Travis Scott concert. I did have an asthma attack. I did go to the hospital. I did get a bill for $60,000. Um, but you know, the joke itself is like, the truth is, uh, I, one night I smoked a bunch of weed, uh, out of a vape pen and, uh, I smoked it to like the end, which is like, uh, almost a catalyst for the liquid, which you're not supposed to smoke. Uh, and that night, uh, so entirely of my own, uh, um, on will and like no freak accident like i caused this you did, you did uh, it yourself <laughs> yes yes yeah. um uh hey I but it's your your hospital. body
0: your body your choice your body your choice my
1: body my lungs my cancer you know and uh <laughs> uh uh what's it called and that night I, I when i was going to sleep i i didn't feel like i was like i felt afraid that i was going to stop breathing for some mm. reason and I didn't have my albuterol inhaler with me cuz I have asthma I've had it you know um and it comes back like strong in the winter cuz if the air is dry and causes inflammation in my lungs or whatever but uh and it was winter when this happened go to the hospital and I don't have insurance at the time uh, but I had to check in they give me albuterol um How old and,
0: were you at this time?
1: And I was you know late twenties, maybe early thirties, too old to, to get an asthma attack. If that's, if that's what you're trying to get at. No, I was just saying like, (laughs) were you like,
0: were you a college kid? Were you on your parents insurance? Like all that type of stuff.
1: No, I was, I was my, uh, I forget my job. had ended for, for like a year and a half. I didn't have insurance. Um, like I, I had lost a job. Um, and, uh, uh, I didn't earn enough money through my union to have insurance. What I were you doing? What makeup.
0: were you doing at that point?
1: Uh, I was working, you know, it's twenty fifth. despite 2015, 2016, you know, I was working at a finance job, um, okay. uh, as a, a private equity, like associate, like effectively I was working at a family office as an investment associate. Got it. And I got, a I got a writing job, like for Chris Rock for the Oscars, like right when that job ended. And mm-hmm. so I think I had like Cobra insurance, but it was like a billion dollars to, uh, to pay. And for someone who just lost a job, I was like, I can't afford to, uh, pay this. If anything happens to me, I'll just say I don't have insurance and see what happens. So when this happened, I didn't have insurance. And, uh, but you know, I didn't tell them that when I went in, I was, they have to treat you regardless, right? So, right. uh, um, nor could I, I didn't, I was coming in wheezy so I I had to keep my breaths uh, uh reserved for important information and uh uh I told them you know, I've had I have asthma I just need albuterol um but the part of me was like freaking out my hypochondriac brain I was like I'm having a heart attack like what the fuck is going like cuz that that happens too people have like freak heart attacks when they're in their 30s and I was like I can't have yeah, they, that happen
0: they they call that myocarditis these days
1: yeah uh, I feel like that's a reference to some anti-vax shit, but you know <laughs> what? I'm pro-vaccine. I'll repeat it just in case y'all forgot, like it's a runner. I was just vaccines making sure are, that people yeah, know. Vaccines are the best. Uh, uh, they're worth the heart attacks, okay?
0: Yeah, they're worth the asthma.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, which I got from smoking weed in a bait pan, which is a different kind of, you know. Which is, which is cut with a
0: bunch of chemicals that is toxic, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's vaccines for the soul. <laughs> um and so i went in and uh you know i told them i have all this They're like all right let's run some blood work um I, was like, I don't need blood work like uh i don't actually think i'm having one just i'm i also hate needles luckily mm. so it was easy to say no to that and uh I interesting an
0: pro extra- pro vaxxer doesn't like needles that's a oxymoron
1: that's, that's how much I believe in the vaccine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a 12 gauge, put it in dog. Yeah.
0: Okay. All so, right. so you're in, you're in the ER. In the Where are ER, you at? In New-, New York?
1: NYU, Langone, yeah. and it's a private hospital. And I, I know a little bit about the system just from like reading shit and like watching the news. It's Like there's always a story, you know, every so often about, um, an ER charged me this much for this much. And like, I didn't even need this, this and this. So that was in the back of my head. Uh, like, man, they just want to run every test up. Of course they do. Right. I mean, that's the cynic in every healthcare consumer in the country at all times. It's like, no, this system, it's hard to shake that feeling that the system is designed right now to extract as much money from you as it can, right? Like I believe that doctors are good people overall. I believe nurses are good people overall, but, and the other actual providers are good people overall, but that's where it stops for me. I don't think an MBA coming into uh, a, or a private equity guy coming into a hospital or uh, uh, some other part of the system is out number one for patients Benefit well being. I think it's usually number two or three, but that one is the dollar, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, the, if I had a thesis in all my overall view of healthcare, it is that healthcare currently is shifting towards let's extract as much value from the patient as possible, uh, as opposed to take care of the patient, uh, first and foremost. Yeah. And, de- and that's definitely,
0: my definitely business driven.
1: Yes, and, and uh, to say business not part of it would—you can disagree with the the scale—but uh, to say that disagree, to say that business is not part of every healthcare decision would be a complete and abject lie, right? Correct. It's correct. like maybe it's not. Maybe I'm wrong. I think doctors will say no. We're trying to do the best for the patient in this fucked up system. People on the private equity side would say no comment, right? You know. Yeah, well, uh, well, think
0: about like what other industry. Do you go and, you know, you went to the emergency room and they mm-hmm. want to do blood tests, blood work. Uh, they want to do x-rays or whatever. They don't tell you how much that costs up front. There was no transparency.
1: Right. right. You know, you know and, that, that like uh...
0: doesn't happen anywhere else.
2: Well, there's also a a CYA component. I mean, as a provider, you have very, especially an ER provider, they are one of the most sued providers. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I agree. I mean, look, my my cousin, the one I go to for, sorry to cut you off, but I I wanted to dovetail your point, is that, you know, that's also in my head too, right? Like, it's hard, It's it's an unfortunate position that patients are in where we have to question the motives of the providers. And yes, like I understand, I, I know for a fact that ER people are doing CYA and that oh, hopefully the, uh, uh, a lot of doctors are also smart, like still like, you know what? Like this will negatively impact the outcome if I do this test. Cause there are situations where doing something will negatively impact the, the, uh, the outcome. And that's the decision that you guys have to make on the fly a lot of the times, right? Um, from, a... Uh, Business standpoint, though, it's like okay, there's very little cost to the the provider necessarily to do the test, and and for the patient, if it's like not going to hurt, why just do it anyway, right? Mm. And so in in my head, I'm doing that calculus like, what is this person after? I don't know what blood work will do. I feel like an X-ray might reveal a little bit more. So sure, I'll get the X-ray, um, blood work, and I also didn't want to wait to have blood drawn and and see that whole fucking that whole cycle like and so the story is not funny anymore uh <laughs> you're like you're like by this time I'm, the munchies are
0: setting. i'm trying to go get some food
1: yes you know they they put me on the nebulizer i hit that and then they i waited uh for the x-ray in the time X-ray was clear obviously it was just like my asthma had flared up they wrote me a script for the albuterol inhaler and i was out you know, it was like two, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And uh, because it was super late at night, luckily. And, uh, you know, I got the bill a few weeks later and it was $6,000. And like, I, I literally had another asthma attack. Like, <laughs> that's $6,000. That $6, and uh, like I said at the time, I didn't have insurance. Yeah, And so I'm like, okay, out of pocket, this is six Gs. That's fucking crazy. I'm Not, not only did I not have insurance. I also definitely did not have $6,000 that I could afford to just like, you know, give to a hospital for an emergency situation. Right. Um, and again, like having done a little reading and just being aware, having some situational awareness of what goes on in healthcare a little bit. I was like, okay, I know I can negotiate. I know I can talk some of this bill down somehow. I know that, you know, NYU Langone is a very well-funded hospital. That Langone comes from uh, Kenneth Langone of Home Depot. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to him uh, uh, laundering his money through them. You know, it's like a, uh, 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 you know, put it's a great tax haven, Ken. Great, great work. Uh, thank you for uh, the free MD tuition NYU provides. Uh, but so I know that they've got something, a slush fund that I could like I don't have the ability to pay. Uh, Maybe they can give me some, a break. I called them and it was like January. And uh, I called them and I was like, listen, I I don't have the money. Like, what is there, what can I do? Uh, And they're like, how much do you have? You know, what do you think you can, not, not some, not in those words. uh, But there was just like, well, how much, uh, uh, do you think you'll be able to afford to pay? Like, what is, and I was like, what's my, where am I, like, what can I say? And I was like, I don't know. Like, this to be really tough to pay all of it. Any of it. They're like, I might call a guy. I'm like a, like a, a busy day. Cause like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just fucking sign this paper. We'll send you something in email, Uh, sign this paperwork. Um, and you'll be straight. Cause he could have pursued him like 15%, 20%, whatever. But it was a, Oh, don't worry. Just fill this paperwork out; you'd be straight. And I was like, "All right, <laughs> thank you." Uh, and it just strikes me, it, you know, a I definitely could have paid a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. um, but and so I did definitely take advantage of a system that I know is flawed for sure. And I, so uh, I'm not coming out here from a holier than thou perspective. But so,
0: so here's a question for you: How come sure. you didn't have health insurance in the first place?
1: Because it came from work. And, came from, uh, okay, because and job. then you yeah. lost your job, okay. exactly. And uh, and if we had a national healthcare system that provided for those situations, or if, if healthcare wasn't tied to work in the first place, um, I think America would be a much stronger place. Uh, and, and
0: so, would you? How would you describe from that experience and uh-huh. other experience that you have had? What would you say? And and we obviously know that there's no like perfect solution, as we've both all have said already. In uh, your, in your vision, what would you say has to happen or what would you think would be a somewhat decent solution to something like that?
1: To losing health insurance through work or through- No, just, uh, just
0: all, in, all yeah, just in general, so. just like, uh, oh, yeah. just I mean, what should we do to fix uh, that?
1: Well, you know, pardon the pun, but there are a, a lot of small cuts that could just, use some attention real fast and might, might stop some, a lot of bleeding. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I think in like 2018 or 2019, the journal of American medicine released a study on how much, uh, uh, expenditure in healthcare is waste. And it's like, uh, I I forget the number, but it's something I've seen like $2 trillion or something, something you've seen. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of it is a function of like things that need to change, like over a long period of time. You know, uh, the doctors, insurance, uh, hospital love triangle that exists has a lot of inefficiencies within it. Um, but there was also small parts like doctors overdiagnosing uh, and and uh, using unnecessary tests, and nurses, doctors, and nurses ordering unnecessary tests. Like when you walk into the ER and they know you're not having an asthma attack, but they can give you everything anyway. All those small costs add up to like something like $200 billion or something, which is like, okay, if we can reduce the, co- and again, like forgive me. I don't remember the exact numbers. Yes. Yeah, right. uh, but if, okay, if we, if we drop $200 billion from healthcare expenditure and we amortize that over the number of people that we're counting in that, um, uh, uh, overall number then healthcare costs would come down for the, per capita mm. if we do that per like a lot of other things like medical supplies or there's no like uh, flat rate for a knee brace there's no you know you could get a knee brace for $800 from an orthopedic office or you can get the same thing for 90 bucks of Amazon and it's That's- like though. Those inefficiencies exist a billion different ways, a different, a billion different places. Um, And if we, if we start there, that, that would be a start. Yeah. Uh, And, and so
0: would you say that to fix something like that, you'd go more towards nationalized, uh, uh, centralized medicine, like single tax payer uh, form of medicine, or would you go more free market?
1: I think there's a high, I, and again, like this is just me regurgitating talking points. My cousins have thrown at me and hopefully trying to synthesize, uh, something from them, uh, that this, I agree this with. This
0: podcast, this podcast is, is very raw. There's no, yeah, the, yeah. anything you say is good here. So this is going to be a good conversation. So say whatever yeah, but, but, your cousins have implemented in your head.
1: Uh, yes, that's, that's what I, I believe they are smart and very intelligent people who have, who have, <laughs> Achieve great things in the world of uh, uh, medicine. Uh, you know, it's, I think there's a hybrid um, model to be achieved. Mm-hmm. I think for for people that need basic healthcare and people who, uh, and, and for people who need more, also need emergency healthcare. I think the society exists because in the definition of a society is a group of people that take care of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels like, like, uh, a healthcare system where we all contribute and we're all made aware of the flaws in other people, Mm -hmm. um, and and people's, uh, and the freak things that happen in the world that we pay into that. And that the people that are participating in that can take full advantage of that. And then there's exists this for everything else. There's the free market, right? Like if I, if I want to get titties uh, then I just go buy some titties you know it's like uh, uh, if I want to get better teeth I'll go get better like to me like there's parts of uh, the universe that should be um, privatized and the, the rest should be some hybrid of uh, the government paying subsidizing a lot
0: so uh, I, I feel like right now we're as in America we are like sort of a hybrid because I feel like we are heavily regulated um, and we're not centralized, but we're not totally a free market. And so, you know, I've I've listened to both sides of the equation and they both make good points. Uh, A lot of it has to do with tugging on heartstrings. You know, like you just said, Lauren and I totally agree. We are in, we want the best for all people. We are human beings at heart. But I like in my mind, I have a hard time when I have a hard time me paying more tax dollars for people who don't actively build their health and oh, we can I get see. in, we, we can get into the whole, um, education behind it. You know, what Western medicine is, what it isn't and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff that we've talked about a ton. Um, so like for me, the, the thing that's burned into my brain was during COVID, uh, obviously, people who listen to this podcast know what my views on COVID were. And I'm sitting on an airplane and I look over and this overweight dude is wearing three masks and he's pulling down his mask to eat his Skittles and his Twix bar. Like to me, I'm like, okay, why in the world when I'm spending good money on great nutrition I spend good money on getting treated by things like acupuncture and chiropractic and all this stuff. Why should I have to pay for that person's care when uh, they're
1: they don't just care ca- about themselves?
0: They don't care about themselves, right? Like, like, why should I care more about people
1: than they care about themselves? Do you see because where I'm saying that? I, I've I've had this very argument with a, a friend with of your mine. other cousin
0: with your other no, cousin no,
1: no. with a friend of mine when I was coming from. Your position. Okay. And, uh, uh. You were coming from my position
0: or someone else was?
1: uh, No, I was coming from your position and I, after having this conversation with him, Mm -hmm. I changed my mentality because your argument is only half complete. You're, you're forgetting that human beings are still human beings Mm -hmm. and that the reason we deserve healthcare is because we will fuck up and we will do shit that's bad for us. We, it's like human nature to do that. And yes, there are people who, uh, actively take care of their, their health. Yeah. We are act, I'm one of them. Yeah. I, that's why I was coming, like I take care of myself and you know, the, the folly in my, um, not the folly, the point in my, uh, when I in Thank you, China, when I say I don't think Americans deserve healthcare, mm-hmm. is that that is such a setup, a loaded setup, that the punchline is lost. It's we don't deserve it. We need it because mm-hmm. we're stupid. Because we will eat Skittles and, and drink sugar and uh eat like 17 pounds of barbecue, even though it says it's just gonna kill you. Yeah, but that's like that's innate, and in, that's what human beings do. It's yeah. like it's like, why do you why do you want to touch a fire? You know, you're not supposed to, but it's just like innate, like innately human to do that. And so that's why I think the argument of why should my tax dollar go to this person? Mm-hmm. It's like because because like imagine that was your brother, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, like I just imagine your brother's an addict. And it's like, I know my brother's an addict. He's not gonna change. I I have to take care of him. And I it's on me as a man and as a as a human being to be like, you know what? There there I'm I am maybe better than this person in this way. Therefore I shall be my brother's keeper and carry them. That's that's how I viewed it. And mm-hmm. so like for me, for me, I don't view it as my if taxes are benefit society. Like, I wish we lived in Norway. Like, I wish everyone was taxed out of their ass. And, like, they're, like, the happiest fucking people. You know, like, schools are great. Education people live longer. They're all seven feet tall. They all speak 17 languages. Like, it's just, it, and it, that come if if we all ta- got taxed more and there was more education in the healthcare space, people learned at a very early age that you shouldn't eat shit. Otherwise, you might get all this preservative shit loaded up in your thyroids. You might get fucked up from that. If that happened at a very early age, because taxes were high in two generations from now, we might be like competing again as like the world's healthiest people. But you know, it's uh, and that's why I get mad at doctors Mm -hmm. because to me, like I wanted to be one when I was a kid. Right. To me, like the honor and prestige that comes with safe having someone's life in your hands and taking care of someone's whole life. It's hard to say you care about somebody's life when you don't care about their wallet. You know, like that, like the number one reason for bankruptcy in the United States is medical debt. Right. And it's like, I think doctors and nurses. Uh, so I asked if there was a union, uh, uh, could be doing a lot more to change some healthcare prices pricing aspect. I'm not sure, you know, you're rolling your eyes, Lauren, but it's like if there was a union or if, uh, if, if there was more willpower or strength, I don't know what combination of it is. Uh, I
0: think she's more thinking than rolling her eyes.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I just that's where I'm
1: coming from. Yeah.
2: I just look at countries like Japan and uh, maybe nor right, like look at their sense of personal responsibility, and I think that is where in India and in, in other countries where there's just a sense of pride. I I think in America we have somehow lost that, and because I've seen people just run roughshod over the healthcare system and just take full advantage of it, come yeah. and get work notes and school notes day after day, and come for. Every SCD check under the sun, week after week after week, and it's just and nothing changes. It doesn't change behavior, or it doesn't change like what they because they know they deserve better. They know they shouldn't. You know, they oh. they should take care of their body. Um, and I I get that. It's just I do think there has to be a balance of like personal responsibility, yeah, I and mean, uh, pride in uh, that.
1: I I hear you, and I agree to an extent. Uh. But it feels like in America that we're punishing people who make bad health decisions when it is, in fact, those are the people with with high prices. It's like, oh, you don't care about yourself. Well, here's a of gun to your head. You're going to die now because you didn't take care of yourself or you're going to pay out of your ass. And it feels wrong to punish people for that granted i'm a very privileged member of society okay like i i i can afford a gym i go actively i got a trainer i can eat right i can do all the things that i say and make say say make seem easy to do but i know people who who live very differently and can't afford to eat well and can't afford to go to the gym because they gotta work two jobs. And none of the jobs that provide health insurance. Like, so and then and then you want them on top of the stress of being that to then stress about like making right this healthcare decisions?
2: Well and it's like yeah. it's
1: so it's so hard to do.
2: And a lot of times they live in areas where there's a food desert and there's not like I've, I've worked in those areas where there's literally no fresh food around. Um, yeah. and I get that. Like I, I've seen that I've seen, I've taken care of patients and those in that situation, like where they're working two jobs, they, they don't have time to make food at home. They don't have the ability to, they don't have time to run to the grocery store 20 minutes away to get the food. I, you know, I totally get that. I don't mm-hmm. know the. Solution there, um, besides That's, like starting from the ground up with that. Yeah, there's a,
1: a huge overall needs to happen in American society, uh, in terms of healthcare awareness and health awareness in general. Um, but while that battle wages on, there's going to be a billion people, 300 million people, whatever the number, 150 million people. I don't know what the number is. People without insurance are in like some weird healthcare crack in America. That are uh, stuck in their ways and uh, uh, not going to be doing the things that they know they shouldn't. And so, I you so you... you
0: think that we should we should pay taxes for those people, even though they know and they're inherently human? You mm-hmm. think that we should pay for them?
1: Yes, I uh. uh... Again, I'm a privileged member of society. Uh, I know, you know, I I can, I can, I, I think that, um, that, that's what a society is. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't, like, I, I, I was that mentality. I don't know how long ago of, uh, it feels like I I was a different person when I had that mentality of. Why the fuck should I pay for someone uh, who's not taking care of themselves? And you know that's like the tough love perspective, for sure. That's but for sure. Like uh, I, I
0: know people, I, I know people that are so diehard conservative that they won't donate yeah. their money to anything because they think that that makes the people who they're giving money to. It's telling them that they're too stupid to go make their own money. So it's all a perspective.
1: Right. It's it, it it feels like it's a. Uh it's a lie you're telling yourself so that you don't have to pay more in taxes because it's like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you just haven't met a lot of unfortunate people that, uh, you know, know should be doing better for themselves. They just can't. And it's like, sure. We want to frame, uh, all people as, uh, Strong-willed and uh, um, in charge of their own destiny and stuff, but a lot of people, it's it's hard to argue that way uh, when the, there's so much evidence that suggests otherwise.
2: This is where I and, feel like community makes a big difference. Is that I've taken care of a lot of patients I've that are in that situation. Uh, I've been I've worked with a lot of patient, uh, people that are in that situation um in mm-hmm. in different offices and a lot of times if they have a strong community around them a strong family even if you're in that situation you get together and you pull together your resources and I'm not saying that there is no place for taxes or in, in some type of government solution I'm just saying solely I I think community makes a massive difference in health outcomes and having hope Um, and mindset. And so, and now a lot of other countries, that's where they still shine compared to the U S where we just don't have any sense of community anymore.
0: And and I feel like that goes to what you what you were saying, you were talking about uh, Norway. And then Lauren talked about Japan, the mentality of those places, the, like the respect, the honor, it's a whole different background than all the ethnic diversity of America, where we have 340 Mm -hmm. million people compared to I don't even know how many, you know, what a fraction of that in those countries. Um, it's hard to compare because America is so unique. It, it it's so great, and what makes it so great also has its downfalls, right? And mm-hmm. that's obviously what we're talking about tonight. Is is in the healthcare realm? It's just it's hard to compare to other places because we're just so unique of a population.
1: We're a very unique population, and uh, I think we could. I'm sure we could factor out uh, 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 how different uh, ethnic groups and all that uh, uh, make up for different parts of the healthcare space uh, and healthcare expenditure and all that. I think, I think what's also unique about America is that we've come to believe and been convinced to believe that private markets solve all problems. Mm-hmm. You, you, you cannot care about money and care about people at the same time and it's impossible it, no, anyone that tells you different is lying to you, you if you have to choose you cannot run a business that puts people chooses people or money something and something it can be self sustaining but there's there's not going to be any profit to be there should not be any profit to be siphoned
0: yeah and, i think it's it's fair to say that you know money makes the world go around in everything that we do now therefore
1: therefore the government an entity not interested in profiting should be the one in charge of or and when i say in charge of i don't mean they should handle all that i just mean like they should be taking care of people government the government exists to take care of people and we should pay taxes into that system that takes care of people in the most efficient way possible. I don't know what that is.
0: Sure, sure. And that's why we're talking I, I do, tonight. That's why we're talking. I do, know,
1: I do know that the government, private markets cannot care about people and uh, 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 money at the same time. It's impossible. So,
0: so do you you just said uh, that the government doesn't make any profit?
1: Yeah, maybe. Is that what I said? Yeah, you said
0: that. Do you, do you wholeheartedly believe that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't quote, don't quote me on, uh, or I don't know if the government is making change and buying yachts with it. Uh, they're definitely taking the money and spent distributing it poorly. I don't think we should have as much uh, uh, military spending as we do, uh, but that's not the, I'm not sure if that's what you're getting at.
0: No, more, more so on the lines of like politicians like uh, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, and these people who are on public servant, salaries that are worth oh, a yeah. million dollars. Oh, yeah. like I mean, government that, profits. A,
1: yeah, of course the insider trading needs to end. Um yeah. and, and that is uh, indirect uh, government using their insider knowledge to to profit personally. But what I'm yeah. getting at is that Uncle Sam isn't out there buying all this shit up like you know, buying yachts and, and skyscrapers for himself. He's uh if he's making money it's to then give back to to distribute in society like yeah. i wish the government made money so that they could contribute more to healthcare costs so that yeah. the private expenditure would come down
0: yeah I, I would argue that um yeah the government our government seems to take care of other countries before ourselves uh, yes, like Ukraine so- and things like that which is a joke um but uh here's something that i don't know
1: enough about that to comment but it's very funny you don't have to comment
0: there we've you know (laughs) given billions of dollars to them when and we can't even fix our own country i just i feel like we need to uh put ourselves as priority and help the people of our country before we help other countries i I think we all can agree with that
1: but uh, i think i would i would tend to agree with the uh the what's it called the heart of that for sure i think uh government needs to be a lot better, uh, directing its resources to the wars at home first. Definitely.
0: And so like here, here's my, uh, my question to you. So you have centralized healthcare and then you have free market private as we've been talking about. So mm-hmm. what about if you go more towards a true free market where now it's so much more competitive that it drives down healthcare costs significantly because they have to compete with one another? Like different okay. insurance companies think like, like the classic example that people have probably heard already is uh like eye care is, was, is not really regulated. And so like when I remember when I was like in fourth grade, my mom had LASIK eye surgery, right? mm mm-hmm. Lace guy surgery was like $20,000, like 10 grand an eye or something like that back then. And because it's not regulated and it's really part of more of a free market. Now, so many different insurance companies are saying we'll cover it. If you come with, if you, if you use us now it's like $2,000 an eye, which is a huge difference. So do you think Mm -hmm. that could provide some solution to getting people more healthcare? If there was more of a competitive market, like a true free market?
1: Yeah. And, and theory uh, a true capitalist society would have uh you know gold in the streets and everyone be john galt you know mm-hmm. uh I, I i don't know enough about uh the implementation of a fully free market society I and mean, a fully free market healthcare system and i haven't done the reading of it but yeah. my gut says my gut says i'm sure the patient would be fucked somehow in some way uh, uh, because people of leaders of free market things are again driven by the dollar and not by the healthcare outcome first. Sure. They go sure with eyes, it's probably uh, Mm one-to-one because if you, if you fuck someone's eye up, you're you're not going to have any money uh you know, like you're gonna get sued into oblivion kind of thing. So maybe you should have some protections there, but <laughs> overall I think uh I think a world in which we trust um human beings to take care of other human beings uh and not put their own motives first is is not a system that's gonna win. Because as we've seen people are human like it's human to eat skittles even though you shouldn't and it's human to want as much money as possible for some fucking reason and so like those are those are the things we're playing with here and those are the the, those are the ill human forces that we're playing with like that are just across everyone everyone everywhere in this country follow-up
0: uh follow-up question to you so let's go the opposite way say we go to centralized medicine uh-huh. we all just watched our government take care of uh covid for people would you trust that uh-huh. system as universal
1: <laughs> i mean i mean let's let's caveat that by saying uh there were a lot of flaws in the system in place that existed well before uh <laughs> our government's inept reaction um but and, and there were tremendous tremendous flaws in the di- distribution of that healthcare, um, and it illuminated a lot of a lot of cracks within our system.
0: Yeah. There
1: were there were foul players at every level. Uh, yeah, there was a, right. there was a lot
0: of money to be made in that, and it was very apparent. Yes. You followed the money trails.
1: It, yes, the the, the 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 gobs of money that rushed in and rushed got made. I think we're going to realize, like ten years from now, that the, when the studies are fully done and history looks back, it's like holy shit, people got fucking rich. Yeah, uh, at, at a huge expense
0: yeah i don't well, know one would one would be vaccines
1: I, look that was a great expenditure everyone i know that got COVID is alive and well uh and, and they probably you know, would have oh, been
0: alive and well without him too but without I'm the 30, I, I'm, 30 I'm billionaires that pfizer made in one year
1: i'm glad i did i'm, I'm glad all those guys got uh super penthouses because my grandma's still alive <laughs> and, and uh and she survived a lot of shit and i i will thank the vaccines for that and uh uh i can't argue otherwise Oh uh, I, I, I don't just, i'm glad, it's, I'm, it's I'm glad i it's what your cousin said i get out.
0: it i get it buddy i get it my man
1: no i don't think you do dr charlie <laughs> uh i don't think you understand what i'm getting at uh but that's neither here nor there yeah yeah oh yeah. Uh, the point being, yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think I'm think, i not sure how many people died mm-hmm. uh, from COVID, and, true I don't, COVID. I, I don't, and I don't know what the numbers would have been had vaccines not existed. Now, on its face, you're asking me to not believe the numbers of, of people, like what the New York Times says, these are the people that survived would have died if we had not had vaccines. Those, I, those I can with that,
0: yeah, the numbers will never come out because so many people died of other things that had covid and so truly will never know the the real numbers
1: right all but the way around I, the question itself being uh would I trust the government uh in its current state, right, if tomorrow we implemented universal health care? no, do I think in uh in 10 years time and to uh, a, a president's term, or maybe I think it would take four terms because Obama tried. Well, president Obama got it done and, uh, and it was very flawed. I'm sure there was a lot of mistakes and a lot of shit that could have been done better, but a lot of people received insurance that um, uh, didn't have it before. Yeah. Um, and, and, wh- and however, however that fucked the doctors, however that fucked insurance company, I'm sure everyone's going to points to it, but, That's not to say something couldn't be done over some span of time. Sure. That that while each step of the way addressed inefficiencies that we were exposed during COVID. Yeah. Look, I I had COVID three. I had I've been I got vaccinated three times. I got sick. Nothing happened to me.
0: Uh, uh, Wait 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 back up wait back up. You had COVID after you got vaccinated. Or did you have it yeah,
1: before? both. Okay. Uh, uh, I was probably like patient zero in New York because I was in Miami doing drugs, um, like the weekend before uh, New York City shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, if you were to ask me then, do I deserve the vaccine? Probably not. I'm probably the one that uh start launched COVID in New York. You know, like <laughs> there's the, the, I was patient fucking zero. I had that. I, I lost my sense of taste, like. Two days before my wedding was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh uh thank God it got canceled because I definitely would have killed a bunch of old people. Why? Because they didn't have the vaccine, okay? Uh, uh uh and so I don't know. Uh but and short answer is yes and no. Like no, yeah. not immediately, but I do think the government should be the one doing stuff because the private market is what got the most money uh during COVID. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're if you're trying to go to the free market, like you know what the free market was, masks, and what <laughs> happened, what happened? Everyone had fucking uh, those masks, millionaires that exist. Oh yeah, you know? and oh, so yeah. like that that, that there, there's the counterpoint to your uh, free market point. I think. Well,
0: so um, you would more so go towards centralization over free market. Is that safe to say?
1: I would go I know you said hybrid, that. I know you said
0: hybrid, but if yeah. you had to lean one way, which way would you lean
1: i I would lean to a perfectly well executed <laughs> central, central market that's what yeah, and this lean is by. why
0: he's a comedian is because he's very good with his words and he thinks quick on his feet now, I'm gonna throw that to so Lauren Lauren uh talk to us. What are your thoughts about what we've been talking about, what's your input? I want to hear, I know, I see that you're thinking a bunch of stuff and I want to hear it.
1: I'm going to, uh, uh, I do have a, out in five, in eight minutes, 745, I got to call an Uber to go uh, have dinner with some writer friend of mine. Um, but I uh, just want to copy at that before we hop. Yeah. Uh, I, okay.
2: I just, I think that there is no one solution and I think that it does not come, that solution, even if there was a centralized system. I still think we'd have a lot of issues in healthcare just from the waste I've seen. Um, but I also think that people aren't generally going to get better until there's a personal sense of responsibility and pride in who they are. Um, and I think we need to get back to that and get back to cherishing each other. Um, and then the solutions will flow from working on the person and working on the heart. Just like, I don't think there's any one solution for, Fixing these, you know, mass murderers and, and all this, the crime, like it, that comes from working on the heart. Um, and so, yeah, I don't I don't there, I, I don't think there's any one law that's going to change any of that or policy change. Um, so how did your I'm curious, though, how did your experience with testicular cancer affect your opinion of healthcare? Did, was that a good experience with healthcare? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying.
0: he's like, he's like, nice, yeah, that was a good experience. Nice. It allowed me to come out with a special. Now I'm making money. I'm a capitalist, it's, buddy. It's
1: a smooth segue. Uh, well, first, you know, I think it's, uh, I I agree with you in that the biggest change Americans could make for the healthcare system is to start taking care of themselves.
0: Yeah, it's like a consciousness you, change. You can,
1: you can put yourself in a position to not be taken advantage of. Uh, uh, to the extent that you can, right? Like if you are, if you are someone who's eating Skittles on an airplane and, and, uh, and overweight and et cetera, and you know it's something you can't be, you shouldn't be doing, you can take steps if you are, uh, able to, to take care of yourself so that when you go to the hospital, they don't have a gun to your head. Hey man, you shouldn't have had those Skittles, man. Just heart attack central, pay up or get out kind of thing. Like. Uh, in and to your point, Doctor Charlie, yes. Look, capitalist. After going through the testicular, health, health, testicular cancer scare, a hundred percent, I believe in "quote unquote" the free market and yeah. uh, uh, looking out for yourself the best you can. You know, yeah. again, like I, I'm coming into this. My my thesis being like, like the people aren't as privileged as I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up with all like 30% of my cousins becoming doctors. Okay. I have five doctors down speed dial, but a lot, most people don't. Um, and, uh, I also had insurance so I could, uh, go to the hospital without concern about this ball pain costing me a billion dollars. And American healthcare system is incredible. If you have money and cousins who are doctors <laughs> it's a fucking it's a fantastic system uh if 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 you have those things um and, and, and so me, i'm I gonna
0: i like, wait before you I'll go you. i'm gonna cut you off but it's it's i'm gonna reference what you say in your comedy special which was mm-hmm. like had me dying was you discovered it on a thursday it was out by a sunday you had the amazon prime of
1: cancers
0: yes yes and so in a centralized. Healthcare system, you would have waited months for that.
1: I, I may have, I, but I that's, why I. that's why I caveat by saying a perfectly executed centralized healthcare system would know where you stand in the pecking order of your uh, of your issue. Yeah. And uh, uh, in America, because the system is so ripe for being taken advantage of, or like the The standards of practice are such that sometimes they might be skewed to, to make the hospital or the, the hospital system money. Mm-hmm. When I got my, when I got my ultrasound um, on a Thursday night, I called NYU the next morning and I said, Hey, uh, I need to see a doctor. They said, it's going to take two months to see somebody. Now it uh, told me that it's going to take too months to see somebody. And it's like, I'm like, why would I wait two months to see a doctor just because it's a NYU doctor? That seems like you're just trying to milk as much money from as NYU from my insurance plan as you can. Right. That's my going into that. So I'm like, okay, now I got a cousin. Maybe maybe in the free market or maybe in the centralized market, I could call four other providers, four other oncologists who ha- or urologists who have room on the schedule to see me. And, and the government in a system has X number of doctors I should be able to call. I called one. Like, oh yeah, I got, you can come see me. This is what you need to do. Send me the x-ray. It was that easy. Mm-hmm. Now is that, is that coming from uh, the government? It should, it should be that easy coming from the government. And it's just like ranked through a system of what's important. I don't know if it's standard of care to say wait two months to get your, uh, uh, mass on your ultrasound, uh, red. Uh, it feels like it feels like uh, that should be something that's pretty urgent. So yeah. I'm sure there's also things that can be delayed, and uh, uh, I know Canada and England. You always hear this motherfucker waited eight months to uh, see somebody about pancreatitis or whatever. And, Like sure, those are the news stories, but what you don't hear is when I'm in Canada, I'm talking to the crowds. Every one of them's like, "Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but it's great. We don't have to pay for shit." Like sure, you got to wait a little bit, but imagine. The problem in America is that you wait like months for something sometimes, and it still costs you a billion fucking dollars. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Like that yeah. shouldn't exist either. The the, the hard wait, part.
2: Our wait the, times are similar. I mean, for some things, they are. Even, yeah, we're a,
0: we're a super sick country with a ton of people.
2: Yeah, you know, Canada has what
0: yeah. twenty what twenty million people, forty million people yep. maybe.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. Then I'm sure they also have a lot less doctors because lot less people enter the healthcare field because it's yeah. not as lucrative.
0: Well they, and they don't want to go get all these student loans to be paid sixty thousand dollars a year. And so now right. you're gonna have less surgeons, you're gonna have less of the specialists because it's a ton of debt that you go into. Um I mean I I get it. And and it's it's tough because with healthcare, what do you want? You want affordability, but mm-hmm. you also want a quality and then to get that like affordability and quality comes from essentially a free market. If you add in, you want everyone to have healthcare. Now you have to choose essentially two of those things. You want uh universal healthcare and that will give you affordability, but it won't necessarily give you quality. Now, mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it all depends on, I guess, what angle you take and what is you, what you think is the most important thing to have in healthcare.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh... Yeah, my last point, uh, before I hop is, uh, to that. I don't know what the number is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I will say the vast majority of America's healthcare problems falls into like three brackets. You know, it's like heart disease, uh, uh, some kind of glandular disorder related to diabetes. And then cancer. Yep. And it's, and it's, and that's gut. I don't know, but
0: I would if, say you're right. If, you're right.
1: If, if our healthcare system wasn't so lucrative for specialists and was instead, uh, uh, more driven by like preventative care and uh, uh the, the care that happens before you got to go see someone about a, a bulge in your neck or a random thing that's going to cost you 20 million dollars to get out uh if it was more focused on that i think we beginning we'd start to see the beginning of a system that is going to make a lot of sense because then you're addressing the underlying issue which is that we as a people need to start taking care of ourselves and if that if If we started doing that and then all these other things happened, we'd have this kind of fucking utopia utopia healthcare system. (laughs) Uh, I
2: I agree. Specialists make a lot of money. um, And they, primary care providers, the one who are spending the most, like talking about the generalized wellness, prevention, things like that, they don't make any money compared to specialists. And so it is a hard, like it's a hard thing.
0: And yeah, mm-hmm. the more, the more you get into more specialists, the more you go to doctors who know a little bit or a lot about a little bit. And now it's, it creates a compartmentalized healthcare system where you have doctors who aren't speaking to each other. One in heart, one who's doing rheumatoid arthritis and all these medications can be cross reacting with each other. They don't talk to each other. And so. Definitely, like I always say, that our GPS, our general practitioners, need to be the most high-quality docs on when it comes to prevention and all that type of stuff. And and unfortunately, they just don't get paid. And again, money makes the world go round. So it's it it definitely gives incentive to become that specialist, and then it just further that vicious circle of we're screwed. Yeah.
2: So where can our listeners uh, find your uh, specials?
1: Uh, they're both on all of them are on YouTube. Uh YouTube is Finding Nimesh, Instagram is finding Nimesh, uh, TikTok is finding Nimesh. The tour is called Fast and Loose Tour. Uh fast and Loose dot com. I'm I'll be in like every city in America in, in the next like uh uh four I months. That. So. You're
2: going a lot of places.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going a lot of places. Yeah, but not um,
0: Nashville. All the places you're not coming to my place. Oh
1: well, I mean the year the year does not end in uh uh <laughs> uh, uh, uh uh sorry, the the tour does not end in at the end of the year uh okay. I'll, I'll, just the calendar that's when it ends there and it felt like a clean place to there cut, cut the flyer <laughs> yeah.
0: hey I'm, I'm holding you to it man when you come to town i would yeah. love to meet up come to the show and uh maybe grab dinner or something
1: yeah uh but back's card required to <laughs> hang out with me <laughs> 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 all
0: right hey
1: man uh well, this hey. was
0: awesome i had we had a great time with you on
1: here thank you very much
0: yeah man uh Again, this was a good conversation. Our listeners will really enjoy this, I think. And you're our first guest, and uh, I look me. forward. Yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing you in person. And um, yeah, man, appreciate you. And Lauren, you got anything else to say?
2: Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having a conversation. It's good to have conversations about these hard topics.
1: Yes, thank you very much. I'm going to go buy some uh, Microsoft products, probably unrelated to the Pfizer. Well who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. y- as long as
0: you don't get okay. myocarditis by next year so I can see you live, we're good.
1: Yeah, All, right. Sure All right, All okay, man. Guys.
0: Enjoy your night and uh thank you Me everyone too. for tuning in. We'll see y'all in the next one.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Bye.